Hello and welcome to the See You Tomorrow podcast. I'm Katrina Logie, a creative entrepreneur and a catalyst for change. I get inspired by interviewing people who are creating change for tomorrow's world and building the future. And that's exactly what I do on this show. See You Tomorrow is powered by Harbour Space, the university of the future. So today on the See You Tomorrow podcast, we are talking with Romain Unterreiner. Exactly. Uh, who <laughs> is co-founder and CTO of Cantu and is also a professor at Harbour Space, who is, has created a course from developer f- to CTO. So we're going to learn more about that a little bit later on. But first of all, I want to find out about Unterreiner. Your surname, uh-huh. yes, little, yeah. um, and, and actually, <laughs> where you where you stem from? Yeah, um, well, first, thanks for having me here. And so, yeah, um, the, my last name story is is quite long, and, uh, and we don't know exactly all the all the all the stories of my name. But basically, uh, it's from it's a name from Alsace, so it's not exactly German, uh, but it came from Germany at some point, or, or from Austria. We don't exactly know. I know that I don't have Unterreiner blood, blood, uh, but it's like kind of family stories. So I'm named like this, you know. But I don't have Unterreiner blood. I might not have German blood, but I have a German last name. So you don't know how you got. Uh, where does the name come from? Uh, it comes from like the adoptive grandfather of my father. Ah, okay. But we don't know the story, so oh, you need to find out. And my father doesn't want to <laughs> to find out. So does he know? No, it's a, it's a, no I think it'd be very it's like yeah, yeah, big, big, big story. Wow. Yeah. So, but uh, your father is originally from France. From Alsace, yeah, from France. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <clears throat> and your mother is Spanish, or yeah, from Andalusia. From Andalusia, which part of Andalusia? From Tarifa, best best town in, in uh, Andalusia. Amazing. Yeah. yeah so, so, which brings you to Barcelona? Uh, yeah, I mean, what brought me to Barcelona is to have an opportunity at One Rock Time when I was working in Paris. Um, and actually the opportunity, the goal of the company was to uh, build a tech team in Barcelona. So I went into the process of having this position. And actually, uh, Stephanie, the founder of One Rock Time, told me, ah, yeah, but you know it's in Barcelona. And she didn't know I, I was speaking already fluently Spanish, thanks to my mother. And Your mother brought you up with Spanish, did she? No. She didn't, but I was always speaking Spanish with my grandfather because, you know, you have all the thing of like when you're an uh, immigrant, you want your uh, child, your children to, to speak, mm-hmm. the, the, to speak French, to speak perfect French. You don't want to make them. I mean, I don't know if it's for everybody, but actually a lot of in my region, like there is a lot of immigration, Portuguese, uh, Marocans, Italians, Spanish, Polish, and everybody like from the second, third generation has kind of the same problematic. They don't speak anymore the language of their father because their parents said, no, 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 you, you need to go uh, to, to go to, to French and to speak good French, to be a French. Now you're French, you're not Spanish. You know, oh. it's kind of like identity. National, nationalism. Yeah, but I mean, I can understand it, but um, but then I, I continued talking a kind of Spanish, Andalusian Spanish from like an old school one uh, with my grandfather. And then and then I did a lot of Spanish at school mm. because it was for me easier than doing English. I see. And then and then it was like just having friends and, and 
when I moved here, I improved also a lot my Spanish, and it was in Barcelona. I, I said I, I was speaking fluently, but it was not perfectly fluently. Well, I wouldn't say Barcelona is easy to. Um to, to, to learn Spanish because obviously it's such a sort of global community. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I'm speaking a lot of English here yes. at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure you are. And the Spanish I hear is a lot of like uh, Colombian Spanish, Arge Argentinian Spanish oh. my, because of my friends because actually it's find it a bit hard to have Catalan friends. Uh, it is. Yeah, I don't know. It depends. Yeah. Why do you think it's hard? I mean, it's, it's interesting. I think, I, I mean... It's hard to say, and it's hard to say without saying like yeah, yeah, global, yeah. like yeah. misleading things. But uh, I think like always, like I could compare with the Parisians. Mm. I don't know really well real Parisians, what you call mm. call the Parisians. But mm. as in Paris, everybody comes from like all all France or all Europe. Well, all my friends were living in Paris since many years, but not Parisian. And actually, you connect because all the people that was born here like just are within their groups and they don't want to open and and and, and think like this and i think here it's a bit like this more the identity issues they have or identity i don't know traits they have here mm. plus plus the plus the language so almost all, all my catalan friends are defining themselves as spanish people are they that's interesting and they speak castellano with everybody and and Mm. And yeah, and then I speak a bit of Catalan and understand totally Catalan, but but yeah, I don't know. It's hard to maybe it's just life, and maybe within two years I have like many Catalan friends. I don't know, but uh, yes, if well, you're not doing something that is really like making you uh, accepted by the Catalans, like some activities they like to do or things like this. I know my roommate is doing a lot of like extreme sports, and he's doing like um, with a lot of Catalan guys. So now. And I see it's a bit incredible how how many real Catalans like from the countryside he knows and and how how he's accepting in the Catalan uh, okay. yeah Community. groups yeah groups because of his uh, interest in extreme sports yeah and also because he's really like he's speaking more and more Catalan and he he yeah well I think that's it I mean it's attitude isn't it I mean it's like if you're willing yeah. to to be part of something. It's always the same. Like if if you if you live like fifteen years in a place and, and, and you have all your friends, maybe you don't see the thing of opening yourself to strangers, to foreigners, you know, like mm. I can understand that. Yes. But uh, yeah. And and how long have you lived in Barcelona? Now it's gonna be four years. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you've had quite a lot of, you know, experience working for other startups. I mean, talk about your experience working for Legos, was it in yeah. In uh, at Paris. In Paris, yeah. Because you originally were you brought up uh, by a father who was also working in telecoms. No, my father he 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 began like completely differently. Like he was like more illustrator or thing like this. But uh -huh. at like uh, between thirteen and forty, he did he he saw that he was in like in the uh, print industry. Oh, was he? That's uh, interesting. Yeah, and and he understood that the the print industry was about to fall. And that the new thing was going to be digital. So he stopped everything and started with books to learn coding and programming. So he went from like illustration to web design to front end, front end development to back end development. And then he's more like a consultant or IT manager. Amazing. Um, and so I've been into, into, into like technology since I'm 10 years old, thanks to that. He taught you. 
yeah, he told me or just he, he, he was like super like uh, passionate about that. So we had everything. And I remember with my with my brother, with, who is not in tech, but he's also like super like um, tech savvy, you know, mm. just because we I mean, uh, we always have uh, Apple at home. Like I never touch a, a Windows <laughs> computer before, like uh, maybe 22 or something like this. So. Uh, and and yeah, I was just like trying to code and 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 just for fun actually. And great, and that, and that you, you were lucky. So, yeah, it's it's kind of a luck. Yeah, yeah. And also to see to see a f uh, like to have a model that had no diploma and that just tr decided to change completely where he was working and and to change completely from sector from position and everything and just learn by himself. Uh huh. Then I think that's why also I think like everything is almost possible. Definitely, because if you put your mind to it. Exactly. So yeah, so you were, you were working for this Lagos in Paris. Yeah. And then you said that was quite a challenging time for you. Yeah, actually, I mean, challenging time. It was. It was. Uh, it was actually when now with some years of of like uh, that past, I, I uh, it was it was a great time because uh, I was missing real real practical skills. And uh, I, so I, I studied telecommunication engineering in Paris, but still it was a bit abstract. I mean, was, we have done like some practical thing and I have um, many skills, but I was really eager to, to have like uh, to chat, touch a bit about everything on the technical level of telecommunication. And, and Legos was super great for that because we were managing, I think, to 200,000 uh, final customers. Mm -hmm. um, but we were four engineers and I was intern at the beginning and then I stayed two years more. Um, so basically I touched a lot of things. So I implemented 4G, I touched like SMS, MMS, uh, voice. I did, and as I was uh, always doing a lot of things, I did also design, I did web development, I did a lot of things. My position was architect, so in charge of of, of uh, refactoring a bit how the elements were interacting in the in the in the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So I I really had the, the opportunity like to touch real servers in data centers, connect optical fibers, work with the big operators, big clients. Um, so it was super, and and I had this mentor which is called uh, who is called Adrien Lemoine, who is the the CTO of of this company was really a great person and super good engineer. And he taught me a lot, a lot of things as we were like f a team of four engineers for so many clients. Mm. Like it was, it was super like getting you into it, you know? Do you still have a mentor? <clears throat> Him as a mentor? No. No, do you, do you still have a mentor? Yeah, yeah, I have a mentor, but it's more like a life mentor more, more than this guy was like a technical mentor mm. more than anything. But you think it's important to have a mentor? For me, I like it. Yes, I like it. I think it is. I think. Uh, then it, I, I, I don't know. I didn't thought about it, but uh, maybe, maybe yeah. For some people, it's not. I don't yeah. know. For me, for me, I like it. It's not like a big, like it's maybe like every six months, every every year, like just to have some thinking and some like. Uh, yeah, but I think well, some sometimes altitude. when you you know you're making decisions, it's good for somebody to see it from the outside. Exactly. Yeah. And um, so then you were working for this company and then you coincidentally met Stefania at one ragtime. Yeah, so the story is a bit, is a bit long uh, with Stephanie, but uh, so we've met in the past uh, because my father almost worked for Stephanie, almost. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had Stephanie in his contact book. And when I was uh, finishing my engineer school, I had a lot of opportunities in, at Orange, for instance, in France. Many big corporates, but I, I was feeling that big corporates wasn't for me. So basically, uh, and I didn't want to, to go to work to Luxembourg for ethical, personal reasons, opinions. <laughs> uh, but my father is working in Luxembourg eh? and it's really different, like as you could, what, what you could find in, in France because he has no diploma. So engineer with, with no diploma in France, you cannot be hired because you wow. don't have the paper in Luxembourg. They don't care about that. So uh, for him it's great. But as I didn't have a complicated life and I have a lot of luck, I feel that I can find a job that makes me a good life, brings me a good life mm. without being in a fiscal pride. So that's personal opinion. But uh, okay. um, so uh, so I just I just asked my father to send uh, me his contact book and I just went through all the contact books on LinkedIn to see if the people could be interesting for me. To, to, to give you a job? To, to gi- no, yeah, to give me a job or to give me advices. Mm. And I saw Stephanie Hospital that at that time was still a digital director of Orange. So I said, oh, maybe that's the person to, to, to talk with. So I sent her one email, two email until the seventh. She didn't answer. And at the end, she answered. Uh, so we just um, had some drink in Paris and I was still at school. Huh? And so the f- you were still studying. Yeah. And she she advised me not to go to Orange because she saw I was really uh, eager to touch about everything, really curious about every discipline and everything. And it's true that if you go like a, as a telecom engineer and at Orange, you will go, I mean, or any operator, you will go like 4G antenna engineer and you will, the, the path will be this 4G antenna engineer. And yeah. I, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to do infrastructure, servers, uh, cables, uh, 4G, SMS, like every part. And, and if you're in a small company, as always, eh, you can touch a lot of part, but as as um, as soon as you are in a big structure, you need like to dissociate a bit the functions, no, and mm. dissociate a bit the skills. So mm-hmm. then she presented me to to startups. It didn't work. I mean, I, di- I didn't have um, or they didn't took me or I didn't want to go. And I find actually the job by myself to Legos. Uh-huh. And then at the end of Legos, I was tired more than anything by the management, as uh, any employees in Legos at some point are tired and they leave. Mm. Um, Difficult boss. Mm. Yeah. We won't, I, I, we, won't, we won't go for I would not that. recommend uh, just <laughs> look at the history of, uh, of the guy and maybe Glassdoor and everything. You will understand a bit. Wow. I won't speak too much about it, but yeah, complicated. So I decided to leave just because of that. And at this time, I was uh, thinking, OK, let's go out of the telecommunication market because I feel it's too close market to like, I don't know. Um, yeah, really closed in all the all the terms of closed, like closed for new clients, closed and technology level compared to internet, uh, closed um, like the, the, the even the job is really like it's I don't know it's a weird market. So I decided okay, let's go out of telecommunication markets, and then I was uh, just trying to find startups where I could work in, mm-hmm. and there is this. Um, these uh, tech events in Paris called the Viva Tech. I know Viva Tech. Yes. And uh, I had I had the luck. So the, the Legos office is just near uh, Port de Versailles in Paris. So just uh, just door. next to next to uh, Viva Tech. Yeah. And I had a, f- a very good friend that was in the organization of Viva Tech. So she got me a free pass. And I was basically just going um, for my lunchtime, lunch with friends that had startups, and just like go to the to the different booth and 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 try to get a job. 
to yeah to get a job or just to know people because I I, I, I didn't quit at this time yeah even so um, and then I saw Stephanie that I met two years before amazing I saw I saw Stephanie like at the other side of the of the events and then in front of her I see Uber who is a friend from the engineering school mm. talking with her and Uber sees me and he comes I was with friend he comes to me and says oh man how are you and everything and, and I was like but you, are you with Stephanie Hospital yeah, but I, I work with her, but how do you know her? And she's like, okay, I told the story about two years ago, we met for just advice and everything. And so then Stephanie came to take Uber to take the taxi and, 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 and go out. Um, and, and then she, she saw me and she was like, oh, but I, we, we know each other. What's your, what's your last name? When I say Unterheiner, she, <laughs> she remembered. And, and, she, and she said to me, oh, we, we are looking for someone like you. That could be, could be the city of one right time. Yeah. I said that's perfect because I'm quitting. Great. And 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 it was super fast then. And she and she said to me, oh, but it's it's in, the goal is to build a team in Barcelona that doesn't exist and everything. And I said perfect. So I, I'm my mother Spanish. I'm speaking already Spanish. So I would be really like uh, glad to to work in Spain. Actually, you know, I'm and, quite, and, I was and, tired of Paris at this time too. <laughs> and and tell us what rag one ragtime does. So one right time, it's it's a new kind of VC or venture capital fund um, based like on the platform approach. And so basically, what they do is to um, kind of kind of have the best world, world uh, best thing of the both world, like from a professional VC and from what you could like from like angel investments or things like this. So basically, you have a platform at one right time where you, as a startup, you can apply for raising funds, and you have like really good. Um, like mentorship and, and, and advices for even if you don't actually race one with one right time, you have like really like human approach. And and from the other side, as an investor, you can um, and it's, this is very specific of one right time, you can choose exactly what startups you're going to invest in. Mm -hmm. But going through a, a regulated fund structure. So normally when you're LP of a fund, you're just like giving money and you know like within five seven years you will have money back hopefully with <laughs> some profits uh, but you don't even know which startup i mean no you can you can know with reports where did go your money yeah but you don't choose definitely you don't choose and um at, at one right time you just give money per deal so uh -huh. it's super challenging for one right time because every time they choose it to f to ra to raise fund for a startup. They mm. need to sell it basically to the investors. They uh -huh. don't have like this uh, waiting pocket of money that they can inject directly. So they they don't have any stress. They need really uh, to 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 sell this new this new project. So it's really interesting because it makes I think uh, the company not investing in, in in company just for because they have still money to invest. You know, no. but they will need to it's choose like really good projects. And um, I mean, and also many things like that go with that. But that's basically the. the, the so you were the you were working for one ragtime right at the start. Yeah, uh, right at the start. No, but maybe like, yeah, one one year after they started. So okay. we had only uh, only a static website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. OK, so that that was good experience. Also. Yeah, it was. It was super good experience for me. And they were crazy. based at Depolab and they're now based at Hyperspace. Exactly. So yes. first I was based in Paris in the office that also they moved uh, of the office. And then we came here, we took a space. Uh, first, we had the first office for a few months uh, that was um, shared with um, like some friends. And then we, we went at Depot Lab and then maybe one year ago, two, yeah, one year and a half ago, they moved here. 
I see. <laughs> Six four. Yes, yeah. that's right. So, the, what, how did you then learn? I mean, we, I want to hear more about your, you know, the company that you set up and why you wanted to, you know, set up your own business, mm-hmm. having worked for other startups. But first of all, how did you learn about Hyperspace through Stefania? Yeah, exactly. I met uh, I met Svetlana when Hyperspace was uh, still in the marina. Uh huh. And uh, and yeah, we just uh, because they were working together, friends and everything. So we saw each other a lot of time, and 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 then we talked a few months ago with uh, Svetlana. It has been a long time. We, we haven't talked, and 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 she was just willing to to know what what I was doing, and she knew also I was uh, liking teaching, and I think she was uh, looking for some new teacher and new modules uh, for the master's program. So. Uh, I was I was actually uh, it was a, it was a good match because and, and the name really of your winning. course that you've developed is uh, CTO no, developer it, it's to CTO. developer to CTO yeah. sorry why did you choose that title um, it's I mean the the the, I, the global idea of, of this course is to open the mind of like the tech people and open the mind in the sense of um, um, like what makes a good developer for me is not his uh, technical skill. Mm. I mean, it can be, mm-hmm. but it's often not only his technical skills. So the big disclaimer I begin I begin with uh, on this on this course is that it's not I'm not seeing like when you start your developer and when you when you succeed your CTO. No, no, no. It's like developer and CTO for me as this are the same level of like. Uh, successful you know like mm. it's, it's not you have one to better to another but it's for me linked to what you want to do at this time what you know how to do and what you what you what you're willing to do really and it has a lot to do with your psychology and your personal development but maybe if you're super geeky don't try to take manager role that will not suit for you and you will not be happy in this role and maybe the other thing like if you if you see that you're not super uh, you don't have exactly the developer mind and you don't feel like you will work for 30 years developing. Maybe open your mind about other things and you can stay in the technical fields without being uh, being pure developer. So you have many, for me, uh, um, a palette of, of a lot of positions between uh, developer and CTO. You can, do, you can do product, you can do support, you can do apps, you can do machine learning, you can do... You have many, many um, positions in the tech team, basically. And it was, uh, this class was about opening the mind of those people that are uh, basically studying data science and computer science at Harbor Space to give them like business uh, skills, to give them legal skills, <clears throat> uh, uh, to understand how you create a business in the, our actual, like, uh, current world, uh, how you use uh, funds, money funds, how you organize a team, how you recruit, um, so it's really, how you build tech. Yeah, also, also it's understanding part. how to build a startup from a technical point of view. Yeah, as it's, well as it's not it's not especially for me for startup because uh, uh, we had some students that did like some NGO uh, project like non, non for non profit. Um, but for me, yeah, it's more like building a project. I'm not super even if I am in the sector, it's like it's a bit weird to say that, but I'm not super fan of the startup world. Are you not? No. Why not? Because I, I can't uh, see if it brings more uh, like more positive things than negative things. 
in terms of in terms of how we spend the money mm. would it be investor money or public money uh, what real value it brings to the world but what do you think I, i'm really like even if i am in tech and i'm passionate by by science i always doubt about the progress like human progress is it real progress or what's what's real progress you know like but what do you think the biggest challenges are when you're running a startup having run one yourself i mean you know. ah, money I mean, the, I mean, the only about thing about a, a, a for-profit company is is being good health. So, and good health is money. So, so that's that's the main challenge. You should have like the first step, but then you have different ways of doing money, and then it depends of the founder spirit, you know. And it's also about the team you have as well. Yeah, for sure. Then, then the, the how to accomplish this first challenge is often not only by yourself. It's often about a team and and. And so, yeah, the team is really central for anything. And actually, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really willing to be in this position, actually, in my company, because for now I'm doing everything myself. Mm. Um, I'm really willing to just manage the team and, and, and make give them all the, 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 components. Um, the components so they can create the company and, 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 and be part of the company and, and, and for me to be on more like management thing because that's what I prefer to do. Yeah, it sounds like it. You're, yeah. you're quite good at building the structure. Yeah. So what are you teaching the students? What, what are the students getting out of this course? If you, what do you want them to get out of this course? Um, <clears throat> I would say that the first thing, as I said, is like have uh, their mind a bit open, okay? To, to make them understand that the developer, for me, can understand anything in the world because when you acquire this abstract way of thinking this logic this way of seeing relationship between elements you can basically understand any field would it be philosophy finance geopolitics it's for me when you construct like it's like if you do math what what we are why are we so like um, crazy about people that studied math is because you acquire abstract logic and abstract thinking right mm -hmm. and and so uh, often you, they, we are educated. I mean, engineers and geeky people like stay in your field. You know, yeah. like, don't don't talk about marketing. Don't talk about this. And I, as I'm not like this at all. I love every field uh, we could work in. Uh, I I'm really curious about that. And I, I felt always weird when I saw developer friends or colleagues that were uh, closing themselves into something because no, it's not my field. I don't. I, I just know to pro how to program. I don't say. Everyone should be super curious about everything, for sure. But I think um, having this seed of, th of thinking that I can do it, I can learn the thing because I learned how to program in C. So understand corporate finance is going to be super easy, you know, yeah. like it's way more easy. And um, so first, these have uh, an open mind about, OK, what's what's legal? What's uh, what's finance? What's, um, I don't know, intellectual property? What's different field and make them understand that also explaining those concepts in a rational way so they can understand not in, not in like I try to rationalize it a bit from what I what I understand mm -hmm. and um, and yeah to also understand the, the first actually assignment that had to do was a psychological test to see oh, their right. psychological profile because for me it has a lot to do with what you uh, um, what you want to do, what you like to do, what you don't want to do. So and they you, did... you give them that test, do you? Yeah, I give them the, uh, like the MBTI test. I don't know if you... Oh, yes, know, MBTI, yeah? yes. That I find really interesting. And they, they did like, also something they... I like to do is like a skills 
what I call, I don't know if it's even like popular, but like what I call a skills, wills, matrix. Yeah. So basically you say what you, you know how to do and you like, what you know how to do you don't like, what you don't know you would like to know and what you don't know and you wouldn't like to know. MB MBTI is like the Myers-Briggs. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what, what are you, MBTI, do they kind of give you like a sort of like ENFP is like a, in, exactly a, ex extrovert, intuitive, those kind of. Um, kind yeah, of. it's a profile over uh, four dimensions. On every dimension, you have two extremes like uh, introverted, extroverted, uh, intuition. I don't remember everything. Yeah. But basically, then you have a profile. And the, from what I understood from, from MBTI, the, the interesting is not saying this profile is better than this one. No, all profile, profile are equals. But we've seen, it's, it's a bit like uh, with agriculture, we've seen that plants can live really well together and some plants cannot live together. Exactly. So, uh, it's the it, same with building teams, yeah. No, it's the same in life, in human relationship. And, and then team, it's human relationship. So it, I'm sure it can be the same with your, with your uh, partner of life. Mm. It can be the same with your, with your uh, friends. And it's really interesting. I love to, to know. I mean, I know all the profiles of all my friends, you know, I like and of my family. MBTI uh, yeah, profiles. Because I don't know. And even I think for salespeople, it's super interesting because the, uh, as we often say, you know, the best way to sell something is to understand how your interlocutor is thinking more than what you want to, to make him uh, buy, you know. Mm. So trying to guess i always do this game of trying to guess what profile my um, the, the people in front of me is because when you understand his profile you can understand how he thinks can understand how you need to talk to him and what's what your profile you, i'm enfj okay so yeah. you're one different to me yeah enfp okay <laughs> do nice. you understand how, yeah. how they get on and how yeah, they, yeah 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 sure yeah sure i mean i would say the enfg is more uh uh, rational, more like I mean, it's judging instead of prospecting. Yes. But the G be, between the the G and the and the and the P. So, uh, yeah, I know that I'm not that much prospecting. Okay. Okay. And, so, and I think it goes well with the engineer thing, not yes. to be super pro prospecting, but more. Okay. Judging. So you teach this in the class, and then and then what? How do you use it in the class? The Myers the M the Myers Briggs test. How do you? Use I it? mean, I I don't. I use it in the class that much, but uh, first the, the first thing was to make people discover this test and, and to make them understand and to share between their friends what profile are you and are, do you agree with this profile, do you recognize yourself? And, and, and then to see a bit that if you're super introverted and uh, I don't know what profile it might, you have more like, a, and it's really nice to see the, like the, the nicknames they give on profile, you know? Um, and, and, and yeah, and then you can also with the skills wheels matrix, you can say, okay, look, it's it's crazy because you want to be the best, I don't know, AI engineer in the world, and you don't care about money, you don't care about uh, recognition, you just want to achieve like scientific uh, innovation and everything. And I'm more like I want to have a happy life and that's you know like uh, to not work too much and and I don't care about the field I'm working in or I mean many things that you can also associate to your profile and I think it's always super important to understand the other but before understanding the other if you can understand yourself it's always better it's I think. very important yeah um, so, so yeah so so what do you like teaching about um, at Harbour Space and, and also teaching the students? I mean, t you know, what is it, the, the pleasure you get out of teaching? Um, 
I think I think uh, yeah I I love to teach uh, whatever the field I would say because and I discovered that because my mother is 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 professor is teacher oh. and I always said but in high school in France you know yeah. so um, like public teacher and um, how the society is considering professor I, at least in France I think uh, here too like in the in the public schools is not super great. You know, yes. because they're basically the people that have a lot of holidays and they are paid by by our taxes and and that's all you know. And, yes. And I've seen the real life of professor and I think my mother is a super good professor, and and it's not like this like this at all you know. And they're really working and for sure you have some people that are hidden in this system, but mm -hmm. that's not the majority. But still, when I was a kid, I said to my mother, I won't be a teacher. Like no, uh, never. Never, be, I'm never gonna be a teacher, and then I discover actually that you can be uh, well paid being teacher if you're not teacher in high school in public high school in France, you know, mm. uh, and you can be also considered as a, as a social level, you know. Yeah. And and actually, so I said, oh, maybe I will try. So I, I started doing like teaching, like one to one teaching when I was still st a student. Then I did like volunteering in different schools for teaching AI, for teaching informatics, like um, yeah, computer science or infrastructure management, I think like this. Mm -hmm. And actually the first time I did it, I, w I was super impressed because when I went out of the class uh, with like students being super interested and, and having this feeling of having given some knowledge and some uh, like to, to say, like put some seeds uh, in the in their brain and, yeah. and, and even more when you're uh, young and yeah. I think it's super important uh, so yeah the thing of trying to distill uh, the, my ideas how I understand thing and I think I I'm good in uh, explaining uh -huh. uh, even complex stuff and yes. I think at one right time also that's what Stephanie liked so I could I could um, explain really easily to an investor that doesn't know anything about technology, but I could explain a very deep tech startup in a few minutes, you know, without without knowing a lot of this deep tech startup, without knowing this guy, but just because I try to rationalize my thinking and then explain it. And I think I'm mm. good at this. So, um, yeah, it's just seeing people that are uh, learning things thanks to me. Uh, it's I, I I don't even know how to explain it, but it brought me like a lot of um, fulfillment. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, and 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 also I, I discovered because I I've always be concerned about my impact in general, mm. and uh, I I would like to have some impact or some like impact that is uh, bigger than uh, what I could do alone. You know, mm, that that's nice. that goes over me. Yeah, uh, and actually I discovered that teaching can have a big impact and uh, even more for uh, with young people like mm. uh, because I did I did in Paris like AI class for um, teenagers between 12 and 17 uh -huh. and it was super nice first how to how really quick they understand everything and, yes. and like AI is not the easiest subject of the world you know mm -hmm. And then uh, also because I talked about about like technology ethics and and, and what are the the weaknesses or the, the opportunities, but also the, the threats of, uh, of of those technology and, and AI. What is uh, what can be the issue? And to see, I think uh, to see kids that understand directly what the ethic problem in AI. If those guys tomorrow are 
having some decision power in some company they can have this thinking of oh maybe i should wait a bit before willing to put a chip into human brains mm -hmm. to make them faster yeah maybe you have some question to ask yourself to take their time I would be happy, you know, to have this impact. So I, I don't know if yeah, yeah, yeah. what's you're, going to happen, but this is what I try to. Yeah, you're getting them to to, sol to solve problems. Yeah, and to, but also to have uh, to try to not be blocked by either I'm doing business, so let's do business, or I'm doing technology, so let's innovate and yeah. do technology. But try to think a bit like of the global system of how the world is going and 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 what's. What's the, needed? The goal, yeah, and what's the goal of humanity? If you have a goal for humanity, and what's the goal of your life? And yeah, are you, you willing to to do those things? You know, without thinking more than than okay, we have an opportunity to sell these products or sell this product. You know, like you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're actually making them think, you know, big picture as well as you I know, try, yeah, as well as um, building the infrastructure of a business. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Yeah. And so you you've just finished teaching at Harvard Space. Will you will you be continuing? To yeah, sure, mm -hmm. sure, sure, sure. Um, I think now it's it's something I'll try to uh, to to do more. The thing is, I am as I have two companies now, so I two don't companies ha don't have them. Yeah, I have two companies now. So Cantu is one. Yeah, and Camina is is another one. And Camina is a personal company where I do uh, actually my course is like. Um, through Camina that I'm doing here uh, uh -huh. from a company, my okay. consulting company. Okay. I do also, uh, I bring like, I do like a CTO as a service service for small businesses uh -huh. that are uh, tired of uh, taking a freelance and uh, to make a website and then the freelance disappear and the website is done, but like two years after it crashed or it got hacked and then nobody's having maintenance or, you know, like you just out. Uh, and so, so you need you need to pay again a freelance that is super expensive. So I just give uh, like CTO as a service uh, service, which is basically uh, I know how to manage telecommunication operator system. So your static website for me is really easy. So uh, I do the website for you. I work with designer with developers to do the website because it's not the thing that interests me. But then I host your website. I do the security maintenance. I do the GDPR compliance. I manage your email configuration. I manage all the things that the CTO should do. But when you are a lawyer, you don't want to hire CTO. I see. So they prefer to pay me. And as I always automatize everything, it doesn't take me much time. So you're doing this alongside doing uh, yeah. Cantu doing and, and Camina as well. No, this is Camina. Cam this is Camina. This is Camina. So uh, in Camina, I do uh, advisory uh, for startups. I do, uh, or, um, or, or yeah, for VC also for investors. If you want like tech due diligence uh, things, uh, I do CTO as a service and teaching. Oh, nice! And yeah. I have many ideas that in the future I could develop through this company, but one by one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it's coming out. It's like a, it's like a path, isn't it? Yeah, it's the El Camino. Yeah. So you're yeah, it's like a technology path, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Is that um, the, the, the tagline is, I mean, I have an unofficial tagline. So I won't say today because it's uh, vulgar. But um, uh, the tagline is, is, um, is uh, technology should be your ally. Should be your ally. Yes. Yeah. So for me, if you're, I take the, this example, like if you're a lawyer, for sure, you want a website to, to be exposed on the internet, like to yes. pe for people to know you, know your number, know your services and everything. Uh -huh. So what you want is just 
a simple, beautiful website that works always, and that is uh, well referenced on the search engines, right? Yeah. But then you don't care. So you don't want it to be a problem in your week when you're a lawyer. You don't want to have to call someone because the website is down. I don't know what you just want it. Like it's a commodity now mm-hmm. for those people. It's not like people having a platform. Eh? I talk about people like just having digital presence. Um, and so many times I see people spending a lot of money and, and, and that's the issue about the, the technology market also is that you can find freelance that do you for you a, a very easy website for 10,000 euros and then you have no maintenance. Yeah. And I do it for maybe 10 times less because it's the cost because yeah. it's super fast to do. Yeah. So I try to be transparent and I do the exact uh, the thing that I found useful for my clients. So I won't build a big project if you just want two page. I will build you two page really easily. So I try to to always find the the, the, the right approach to the right project. Mm-hmm. And, and and with this thing in mind of if technology is more like a weight on your work than it's it's a, a leverage, a lever, mm. um, then don't use technology. Yeah. <laughs> because you could go faster without technology. Yeah, yeah. If you use technology, it should be an ally. Yeah. And that's also why um for instance, when I was teaching to kids, I was uh, being um, super warnful, I would say, about social media, for instance, because uh, I'm, I, uh, for instance, personally, I'm not using WhatsApp and Facebook anymore. What's uh, that? F- Facebook policies. Yeah, Point. ridiculous. Yeah, huh? ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, and WhatsApp the same. You don't like to share data? Yeah, it's secu- security plus yeah. what they do with our data. So, yeah. um, so I, do you, you use Telegram instead? No, tele- not even Telegram. I use Signal. Ah, mm-hmm. God, there all these new ones are coming up. I mean, it's just like... Yeah, actually, and I think uh, I think the founder of WhatsApp is actually the guy that uh, began Signal or ah. actually is in the board. Okay. He quitted Facebook when they bought WhatsApp because he was not uh, agreeing with the strategy of Facebook, which yes. is use our data to... For, for now it's just for selling like for advertisement but we'll see more and more like a car rental having your uh, social media profile and it's going to change the price or to have a credit for the bank uh, depending on what you liked on facebook or the messages you exchange with your mother on whatsapp yeah they will give you a loan or not yes and private uh, social security is going to be like this i mean we'll see huh? but i think like um we're not uh we're not aware of uh of of, 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 of what is i mean of the eyes for, for people are... it's normal that communication are free yes and 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 it is but when you have a profitable model with mm-hmm. it something in the equation is not good so that's why i don't want to use telegram either because it's a for-profit company so even if the security is better or the messages are more secured still not the best uh, level of security but at least uh, they say they don't use the data mm-hmm. uh, but signal is like and for non for not for profit company mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay uh, so the strategy is only on donations right so it changes all the system and then it's super secured and it's open source so all the community if you want to if you go to github signal you can check the code of the ios app of all the infrastructure of signal is open source so the community is checking it they have one of the best uh, security level of the communication apps mm. 
and they're improving every day because because the the community is actually participating in this you know oh, it's just not clear and it's and it's like always open model secured from the device and 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 for, not for profit so okay um, so you're keeping busy Romain in terms of you know you're running all these businesses and sort of investigating what's out there yeah <laughs> and can you I mean and teaching which obviously is all part of it mm -hmm. can you tell me about Cantu a bit you know and the and you know why you decided having done so much kind of work experience with other mm -hmm. startups why you decided to set up your own um, I mean, I, I had in mind for long to 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 do to create a startup because um, I think I have a, a strong way of seeing things, and I don't think I have problem with authority, but I tend to uh, um, to feel not really good if uh, if I have strong beliefs and I cannot apply them because I'm I'm really like to do things to create things yeah so I, I can be really bored if I um, do something that I don't care you know so uh, doing my company for me is the best way to do what I care about you know like what I want to do and okay. uh, so what, what do you really passionately care about <laughs> Because there's a lot you care about. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really. I think I'm really passionate about a lot of things. Um, I don't know. I, I I have different goals, but my impact is one of them. And I like the telecommunication field because of its uh, importance in the in the uh, in the society of today, in the humanity of today. So um, I think today, if we remove all the telecommunication services like if we don't have mobile phone i don't talk about the internet huh? but like really like being able to talk to your mother or grandmother on the other mm. side of the world yeah it's very important uh, yeah. it's very important right now and and i think we could we could improve how we manage communication and it's still a kind of i was saying closed and and, and lobbyist markets mm. i don't know how to say that like i don't know heavy market where you have old fashioned actors that are still there and don't want to move don't want new actors and actually having big margins and, 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 you know, for instance, pushing 5G, I'm quite against 5G and... Uh, and none of them are, uh, they, they all sort of, they're quite greedy, aren't they? They, they don't want to collaborate. Yeah. 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 And we had luck in France because we had this free guy that's lowered a lot, the, 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 like the subscription for, uh, for okay. a mobile phone, but, but still, still it's, it's, a, it's a big mess. So so um, what are you what are you creating? So at Cantu, our vision is to uh, to build a new model of a European operator. So we want to be the European operator. But the thing is, the path is really long. Yes. <laughs> um, it's, it's, so that might be in fifteen years. You know. Okay, uh, but you're at the start of it. You started last year. After? Yeah, we started in September. So was this during the COVID time and you were like thinking what to do or? I mean, yeah, actually this story is longer because we, um, so my co-founder is from Lagos. We met at Lagos, we worked together, we became super friend. When you say Lagos, I think of the country, but it's the, it's the no, It's not Lagos, it's L Lagos. <laughs> <laughs> like the, like the, the little blocks you can, you know, play with. Yeah, Lego. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> with, with the S. Yes. And um, and this guy called me actually uh, some time ago, and and I was still at one right time. And we were starting to think about an idea, and then we, when I uh, quitted one right time, we started to create this. Uh, the first company we created, which was called Algora, with a third co-founder that I didn't know, and after one year, we were super profi profitable. 
The three of you? The three of us, yeah. yeah. So that was two years ago. Okay. We begin. And one year after, we were super profitable, but we begin to have a big mismatch with the third co-founder. Like, really big problems. So we first tried to uh, buy his shares. Mm -hmm. He had one third of the company. He didn't want to sell. Uh, to sell. Uh, I mean, he asked half million. So wow. I think he was willing to, to sell, but for half million that we don't have. Uh, so we decided to close the company because we, I couldn't, I couldn't uh, think about uh, having my company or with I someone have, that you don't you have a different vision. Yeah, different vision on, on like and values and values. Yeah, even more than vision, like so value, life values. Life values. So that that was um, a life lesson for you. For in terms yeah, of sure. Because I, I tend, I'm really as I'm. I think it's linked to my E on the on my MBTI profile, but I'm really external as we say in france but i don't really like the extroverted term but it's more like internal external and i'm really external so i tend to believe anyone i tend to have like to give my confidence to a lot of people like directly i'm really open on that and 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 i know it that sometimes it's a problem and still i got trapped <laughs> but also I, I i find it's a good uh, it's a good Cons I have because uh, because actually you can I, I, I if I wasn't like this I wouldn't try to go to one right time for instance because exactly. it was crazy story and, yeah. and if I was not like not seeing the risk in this I wouldn't have tried and yes and actually I loved it so okay so um, so so having made a mistake with that you know yeah um, we just I mean it's just like we closed the company and we were profitable so we went we got money out of it uh, at the end. And then we, it was COVID time when we closed the company. Mm -hmm. So then we, we take some, some time a bit to rest and then we uh, motivate ourselves again on a bit different idea. And, uh, and we started, so the company September, in November, the V1 of the technical infrastructure was ready. Uh, we had the first customer in December and now we have like 30 customers and we're break even. That's so great. That's super cool. Yeah. yeah. Because you've got the right co-founder who works with sales. I mean, having, you know, what do you think is important setting up a business, you know, in terms of <laughs> what have you learned and what, what, do you, what would you say to someone or to, to the students? Yeah, I mean, creating a business alone is hard. I wouldn't recommend it. It's not impossible for sure, but uh, I wouldn't recommend it because because basically you, you, already if you have co-founders you need to make like trade-offs on, on your personal life i think because it's like really it's a big big thing you need to invest a lot of time in um so if you're alone you don't have external point of view you don't have uh, and like encouraging people that is in some same ship as you you know like um I love to see it a lot like how you manage a ship or how you manage like an aircraft. You'd never have only one pilot, you know, you always have two pilots because mm. in, just in case, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, the, the co-funding team, I think is super important, but it doesn't mean because you have good co-funders, it will work. So then um, depends on are your skills complementary, are your psychologies complementary, uh, are your vision complementary or, or fitting, uh, and then what is and then more like practical thing of your business like what is your market what value real value are you bringing to customers and what's your basically your uh, pnl and you know like very basic stuff but um do you teach us at the university yeah yeah also mm -hmm. yeah, yeah I, I i i mean i have my ways of seeing it from 
all I understood from my experience in VC and everything. So uh, I tend to, yeah, to be really pragmatic and to simplify a lot of things uh, for people to have rough idea of how it works, you know, like, and basically something I, I, I was teaching uh, at Harbor Space, it was, okay, um, let's say I want to sell that, that, that service. Uh, this service, uh, I want to, uh, it cost me this to produce, okay? And I think I can uh, have in this sp super niche market, let's choose a niche to, for, to begin, uh, I think I, have, I can have 10 clients in two months. Mm -hmm. And within two months, I want to pay myself 1,000 euro per month. I know where my company is incorporated, I know my taxes, like company taxes, personal taxes, I know the costs of my service has to produce. So then from there, I can compute the price I need to sell. <laughs> I see. You know? Yeah. And, and I always say like the, 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 the good price for a service or a product is the one that your client is ready to pay. And by this, I'm not saying do 200% margin, you know, like, but uh, uh, it's just that be a bit pragmatic about what you do. And I hate to see like friends or people or in, in developers, it happens so, so much like spending one year developing something in their cave, you know, and then they go out and say, who, who wants that? And yeah, no, nobody tested, and nobody haven't tested the yeah. market. So, so I, I get really uh, soon into like a lean startup, uh, like a iterative process. Okay. And, 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 what, and what are you disrupting at Cantu? Um, <laughs> what, what value <laughs> it's, are you it, giving? I, I don't like to use this, this word, but, um, I think we're make we're doing what a lot of companies are already doing, but we're doing just differently and and with like we we're really focused on like transparency, um, customer support and access. Uh, what what we want to bring is to simplify at Cantu. So I didn't uh, describe what it was now. So our goal is to become the next European operator, telecommunication operator. But for now, we just. Uh, um, bring um, we simplify the access to telecommunication resources uh, in Europe. Okay. So, for instance, if you are with one uh, number, sorry, with one number, or how how do you do that? How do you simplify it? So, um, basically, imagine your uh, your startup and you want to 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 build some uh, what we call the unified communication app. So, mm -hmm. you want to have like within. Uh, in any device you can can call with a real phone number to real people you know like real people on their phone um, those guys will focus on on the software developments and they won't be a regulated operator in every country and do all this bureaucracy and, and, and engineering things to do with the telecommunication protocols and everything um, but if they today if they want to find um, access to telecom resources they can go, for instance, to Twilio, which is the leader market in U.S. Uh, stock market company, big, big, big company. But the price are super high, super, super high, like 10 times more than that we do. Mm. That we do. And um, the other option, the other extreme of the market is to go to the what we call the MNOs, so the mobile national operator like mm -hmm. Orange, Telefonica, mm -hmm. those guys. Mm -hmm. But those guys they will have a big setup fee. It's a one year project. They have management fee, like big management fee every every month. And then if you don't have big load of volumes of like voice or SMS or any telecom service, you will have big price per minute. And you need to be, have big volumes to have like degressive um, mm. price, you know, mm -hmm. unitary price. So uh, we're here and we are basically 
the platform that Twilio has. Yes. Uh, we have the knowledge uh, at the legal and engineering level of uh, an orange, but we are without setup fees, uh, without management fees, and at the market price. Okay. So, so actually, the selling point is, I don't say we don't have like uh, people saying no, but it's kind of easy. I mean, my co-founder won't be happy if, if I say that, but it's like when we when we give our offer. Uh, to, 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 to prospect, they're the first thing they're adopting because they're so used to the market to be so protecting mm. their resources and yeah. protecting their margin and, and having set of fees and having I don't know what, uh, that they, when they see our offers, like, yeah, but how can you do? How can you do like without set of fees, without, and, you, and we manage everything like regu regulatory aspects, like uh, all the telecommunication aspects. And, and yeah, we just do that because for us, we have a lean model where we automatize everything. We use modern technology, open source technology, and 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 we were just. I mean, I think we already proved it, and we will we'll in the next months uh, even better. But we're we're break even. We're almost profitable with this model. So, okay, so if you're offering this service, let's say here in Spain, mm -hmm. would it be the same and and using this service in the U.S. for example, same price? Um, yeah, I mean, we have different, uh, like we have a sourcing strategy in every country. Our sourcing strategy is focused in Europe, so we want we to be European. So we're not that much focused, for instance, for contacting US numbers, okay. but for sure we connect it to the US. But uh, our typology of clients is more like US companies that want German, Swiss, French, Spanish numbers and resources like um, the... the portability systems and, and SMS and voice and things like this, but they w don't want to be regulated in, in France and regulated in Germany. So we are regulated in all those countries uh -huh. and we offer through a simple platform uh -huh. without setup fees. We, we offer to those companies to access to resources through us. I see. Okay. So it's basically some, something that is, so you can call this market. I mean, the old fashioned way of calling it is uh, wholesale telecommunication. Yeah. Because we're basically just doing brokering, you know, brokering of, mm -hmm. of routes and things like this. Um, and the new way of saying it is like communication platform as a service, CPaaS. Okay. So CPaaS, Twilio is the leader of the CPaaS, but those guys came from web, not from telecommunication. So they tried to disrupt telecommunication, but without knowing the field, you know. Uh, and their approach is really great, but we have a really different strategy and actually uh, we'll have for sure Twilio as as customer in uh, in I think I would say in one year we'll see with them. But uh, we know already them, and and for their traffic to France, we know we could do something together because the strategy is different. We don't we won't attack the the, the market um, Twilio is attacking because he's really like B two C focused. Mm. We're pure B two B. Want just to be the operators that in the first step of the company. Uh, that manages uh, really well the resources, so the regulatory aspect, the quality of the voice, the quality of the service, and also the efficiency of the service, mm -hmm. because we are really uh, willing to uh, reduce our, the impact of um, running telecommunication service on energy consumption, basically. Uh -huh. um, so it's also a, a, big, a big topic. And then in the second part of the company, we would like to go to B2C. Okay. But that's in maybe 10 the, years or the five. Next step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where do you see CAN2 going in, in, let's say, 10 years' time? Where do you see it? Where, where, what's we'll see, but if, if, if we could have like uh, um, 
we, if we could be the, the, the European operator that gives you a European SIM card, there is no roaming. Uh, no roaming calls. I mean, always in roaming is better to say it like this, but for the price, like no surcharge if you're in another country. Um, and that's, we bring you, uh, so with good subscription price, good service, and more than anything, good support, because I think it's the, it's the thing why in all Europe, everybody is hating his telecommunication Definitely. provider. Definitely. I, I because of the support, yeah. more than anything. And then if you compare the price between the countries and you see in France how cheap it is, and it's nice, and they're still winning money, I can ensure. Um, uh, yeah, it's super expensive in many countries. Uh, yeah. telecommunication. So if it's I want to be a, a, a customer of Cantu, what, what's the process? How do I set up an account? Uh, uh, so for now, it's quite manual. So you, as we are pure B two B, we you need basically to know. I mean, we have a website, and you can you can contact us, but we don't have a platform for now. But in a few months, the you just like put your credit card and create an account. And then you need some telco engineer in your company huh, to connect with us because we're doing pure B2B things. So it's not for everyone, uh, but that's the first big step of the life of Cantu. And actually we don't know if we'll go to this B2C uh, step, mm -hmm. might be. But uh, for now we have a, a, a very, that I was saying, I think before that I was not super fan of the startup world. Yes. And we're not mandatorily looking for hyper growth. Uh, we don't want to raise fund for now. Uh huh. Uh, so who's your perfect? Who's your target customer? Who's your ideal customer business? Uh, we have, I would say, I think three typology of, of customers. We have the telecommunication integrator. So people that uh, install telecommunication systems in companies or anything like this, uh, because they want uh, to connect their uh, integrated phones to the telecommunication network. And we have a good offer for them. Um, that's a typology of client. Then we have all the CPaaS, uh, B2C CPaaS uh, companies like Twilio that are basically not attached to a physical telephone, but it's more like uh, having a number in an app mm -hmm. that actually is making a bridge between the internet and the telecommunication network. Mm. And then the third typology is telecommunication operator. Okay. Like real one, like, uh, I don't know, the big operator in Thailand that has uh, um, bad prices for contacting friends mm -hmm. who have better price send the traffic through us. Uh -huh. point. Yeah. Okay, good. So it's quite kind of easy. Yeah, actually yeah, we're yeah. doing brokering, but like focused on quality, safety, support, and, and, and with a good offer uh, as always. Okay, good. And could, might you be able to use the service for, you know, like recording or, you know, sound, for example? What do you mean? Well, let's say you want to use it for recording a, a podcast or a, a video. Or... Yeah, I mean, then we don't focus, but we, have, we do have clients. Uh, that are kind of startups that are doing like uh, innovative service over voice or message um, communications. We're not focusing on that. I mean, we're not developing any value, what we call value-added service on the telecommunication level. But we do advise clients, our clients that are doing that. So for instance, we have a client that is doing so some sort of community gathering through phone. Uh -huh. um, because it's working well and yeah. it's just doing like some conferencing basically but like one-to-one -one conferencing like with randomness inside so you're between uh, within a community and you will 
call a number and you will be randomly connected with someone you can uh, talk with with 10 minutes and then you like the the new, a new person is connected to you you know and you just like uh, or we have a, a, a client that is doing a, a system to cut the waiting time on the tour operator because like for the uh, all the um, tourism agencies they wait and with covid actually the the idea appeared uh, they spend so much time on waiting for the air co uh, flight company or, or the tour operator to just answer the phone. To connect. So okay. basically, did an app that go through us, calls, detect when someone is really taking the call, and then it connects back to the, but the people are not waiting anymore. Just put on the app, on, on, on an app, like I want to call Welling at this time or as soon as possible and then we call you back when we have the operator oh, and we do the brilliant that's so, what, that's what we need but we we just <laughs> basically uh, as an image you could see that we just put the the the, the wires to connect that but ah. we don't do all this value-added service we we enable that because this startup has no money basically to 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 spend you know so they cannot spend a set of fees they cannot spend management fee but they can spend like per minute uh as they consume the voice okay. and, and we're one of the only actors that can bring and you the, like easy access to to telecom resources and who's your competitor for example um, I, I don't think we have a direct competitor but we you can compare us to a lot of a lot of companies like twilio can be a competitor in a sense but for sure one day we're going to be both clients and customer uh, customer and provider of each other them from us for us for us and us for europe for them mm. so uh like competition that competition um then we have but we don't have the same strategy so you could see a, a company called tofan which is kind of near but it's still it's not the same it's a bit old uh then you have telnix which is us based totally us based mm -hmm. that could be um then you have one that is a bit our model is Intelliquent that just got bought like two billions in the US and we're really inspired by, by what they did but they it's a really like company that's beginning in the 90s I think or something like this so it has some um, okay. ground in US but it just got bought and and it really like mastered all the all the telecommunication service uh, in in the US territories so so how do you see the telecom market changing mm. I mean, it's crazy, huh? How how is the, one of the only market that just went increasing th thanks to COVID? It's it's crazy because I really can cannot complain. My market is one of the only that is uh, growing a lot. Uh, so I think for me, uh, telecommunication will be more and more a commodity. So it's and and I think you see it in your everyday life. Like uh, it's normal that the communication works. You're like. It's a scandal when it's not working, you know. Yeah. And, and now we're even more used to like have limited subscriptions, to not pay per usage, you know, and uh, to have a thing really instantaneous and 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 and, and free. So um, I think the communication for what is for our life won't change a lot. I mean, it will improve, and I would like. I mean, our vision is that we should improve the quality and decrease the the cost mm -hmm. for people because for me it's a com uh, commodity yeah and i wouldn't be against like in the philosophy of nationalizing telecommunications by by government 
because I feel this like education or transportation should be public because it should be in the common interest and not the interest of a private company. Mm -hmm. So I would be happy if one day we, we want to sell the company to sell it to a state because actually I find it's normal, you know, um, because it's going to be a commodity. And then telecommunication market as as um, as how we, we will evolve, but at the, uh, at the global level, uh, for sure it will go a lot, and I'm not super fan of it, but it will go a lot in, in Internet of Things because mm. Internet of Things is telecommunications. It's just mm. like what we call machine-to-machine -machine telecommunications. Yeah. Uh, so that will, is the big next step, um, along with some other things. But yeah, I think we reached a point where everybody, I think with 4G, with limited scope, I mean, if we just can uh, improve the quality and, and decrease the cost for people, we oh. don't need more. No. I, I don't know, huh? but I don't feel I need more connectivity. I don't feel I need better calls. I mean, no. it's already great, you know, so it's going to be more for a new business. No, for instance, the U unified communication as a service, UCAS market is interesting because, or like if you know the company called Enough, mm -hmm. is really interesting. It's a company we invested in with one right time, enabling you to have different phone numbers on your phone. Mm-hmm. And I find great this idea of um, decorrelating the phone number you have from the SIM card, the plastic SIM card you have. Okay. You know, like why why should I buy some plastic card to have a number? You know, if I want a Spanish number, I'm obliged today to buy a Yoigo SIM card or yeah. you know, for any operator. But actually, it doesn't mean anything technically to have this plastic with a chip. It no. could be it could be in like digital information inside your phone. So Onoff is bringing that to uh, to the telecommunication market, and it's really nice. Like Oracle is doing too, like giving a unified communication system where inside a company you can share, for instance, a, a number for support for client support, and everybody on his device has an app that rings, uh, make you ring if someone is calling the support, and 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 it's improves a bit the experience on, on, on using the communication because you don't have to um, to uh, to be um, to, to be the guy that has the phone you know and to to have complex system that there is depending and now as mobility is, is increasing it's becoming more unified exactly unified and, and and easy to use and you know and okay. and, and trustable also because uh, I think yeah uh, now we, we're kind of tired of because we were used to it I mean, we use that telecommunication is always working. Mm -hmm. That's a joke I used to say, like when you're CTO, if all, everything is working, it's just your job. Yeah. But if one thing is not working, you're, you're, <laughs> it's your you're, responsibility. Yeah, it's your complete responsibility. And telecommunication is really like this, like uh, it should work anytime, but you can't imagine how complex it is, you know, yeah, and, it's, yeah, and, yeah. It's, and it's already super good quality that we have today. So um yeah telecommunication so, market is gonna grow go a lot on iot and with the 5g and other technologies yeah. but the main thing is to think about is quality and cost which is what you're doing it's my vision i Great. would like the market to go in this direction but i'm not a uh, ceo of telefonica so yeah, I, don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it'll go well remain you are an encyclopedia when it comes to uh, telecoms and you know <laughs> and also you know learning about you know the infrastructure and running a business related to it mm -hmm. And we look forward to hearing more from you and also, you know, learning more about the courses 
as you'll be teaching at uh, Harbour Space. I mean, you can talk and talk and talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a problem. If I, I need to talk, I can talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you for coming and joining us today. And we look forward to hearing more from you in the future. Thank you a lot. Okay. See you. <laughs> This was another episode of the See You Tomorrow podcast. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about Harbour Space, visit harbour.space and we'll see you tomorrow.